This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. When it rains, it pours. And to go a little Keith Butler on you, a little butsy talk here, dead gummit. Seems like we can't get a break. You know, you got T.J. Watt now is going on the COVID list after, uh, you know, he's got to spend what Ben did uh, a couple weeks ago when he was, <laughs> I hear your dog. Your... Yeah. He yes. got the squeaker. <laughs> he, he found a new squeaker toy. You know, okay, you yes. try to remove all the squeakers and dogs always find that one that you can't find. This was under my chair and I didn't realize it. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, there's other parts to, thank you. See, it, it's this. It's this uh, yep. It's an octopus. I would, I, I would take these, the crunchy things here. Yep. I would take that. But he finds the head of it, and it has a squeaker in it, which I'm actually happy that he actually has one. It still has a squeaker, but not right now. Not right now. <laughs> Our dog has a squeaker, and it's so funny. We got little Toto, right? She's a little shorty. Yeah. You know, just a big old hairy like ball of rags. I mean, that's that's yeah. what she looks like, and. Uh, you know, you, you, you squeak that thing and you throw it. She'll, like, chase it and bring it back to you and hang on. And then it's, like, number toss number four or five. She'll, like, you, you toss it and she, like, looks at you like, what do you want to do with that? You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Or you'll get, like, mine where after the second or third toss, he just walks away from you. Yeah. And then just squeaks it incessantly <laughs> in the corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the just where gone. you can't get to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's and, and then he'll come and he'll he'll be a little butthead. He'll he'll hit you in the knee with it, but then back up immediately when you try and grab it. And it's like, <laughs> well, you've lost the fun and novelty of this, bud. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to fight you for it because I don't want it. <laughs> I just want you to stop squeaking it. <laughs> exactly. All right, so T.J. Watt is going down on the COVID list. Now it's going to take two negative tests consecutively and 48 hours of being symptom symptom free. Um, now T.J.'s missed uh, two full games and parts of two others this season because of the groin, hip, and knee injuries. You know, he barely marked in the Cincy game. Um, no, what you got the one tackle, one assist, no quarterback hits. Uh, he didn't look like the normal TJ, did he? I mean, at least it didn't look that way from no. the booth. No, he, he, he did not. I mean, you, you could also tell that there was an emphasis to go out there and block TJ, right? I mean, they had the extra tackle in the game. They had that jumbo lineman and, you know, there was a lot of run emphasis where you're sitting there getting the double teams going towards him. So he wasn't getting a lot of single opportunities. And then when he was, there was chips coming off. There was a lot of fodder for a guy coming straight off an injury, um, you know, to have to deal with. And it's like, you know, you want to have some time where it's like, hey, I can just run free. He didn't have those opportunities. They made sure they limited him. They double cam and said, we want everybody else to beat us. Um, but these two are not the ones that are going to beat us today. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 and that's why you get the results that you did. So, I mean, that's where other guys have to stand up and make plays. Alex Highsmith did make a couple plays from the backside, running some things down because he right. was to the weak side of the runs. So you're inspired there. But then, like you said, the middle of the defense has to be stouter. You know, you put Cam there at the nose. Cam's not a – you know, Cam's great and an excellent player, but he's no nose. He's no. a D tackle. So he needs to be – a little bit off the ball. You had him on the ball um, because you were out, you were down bodies. Bugs wasn't there. He wasn't available. And so 
it made for a tougher day. And that's the thing is you have to have those noses in there to allow guys like Cam to have that freedom because that's where the mismatches come, just like an Aaron Donald. Like, you're not going to play Aaron Donald on nose right. the entire game. No, you want him at three, sometimes at defensive end, to take advantage of where your strength is. And I think that that's what that's what really made it tough. So now this, this job gets even tougher <laughs> when you don't have, you know, another guy in the depth rotation at the outside backer position that you can trust you know and that's something we've we've had that luxury for so long and we now now we're seeing what the other side of that looks like we're seeing what how the other side fares when you don't when you have one or two or 1.5 elite pass rushers i did a good job talking through my dog squeak oh i know you're keeping your concentration level just right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, your, smir- your smirks weren't helping. <laughs> Can't help it. All right, let's yeah. go to the phones. All right, the number is 412-919-1316. Let's go to Sarcastic Sword first from Parts Unknown. Sword, how are you, my friend? Doing pretty good, guys. Hope you had a nice uh, holiday. Uh, I actually enjoy the squeaker, Max. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like a punctuation mark in what you're saying. Yeah. Like That's tremendous. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I think this was a, and I don't want to get misled, I, I think it was a good loss in the sense that there's no questions about the loss. There wasn't a deflected pass. There wasn't a bad no. penalty call. There wasn't a, if we would have got that, if he would have caught that for a first down, that one bad call. No, it was a complete loss. The only positive, I guess, would be Boswell and the long snapper Kuntz and Harvin the holder did their job. Other than that, it was a disaster. And, and Max, I listened to your, your talk about the history of the Steelers. And my opinion, uh, not to go against you here, uh, coming out of the tunnel, I agree with you. You've got the crowd. You've got the history. This is the Steelers. This is what we do. This is how we do it. But on the first snap, if you're a pulling guard, you're not thinking about three uh, trophies. You're thinking about getting to where you're supposed to be and making contact with the guy you're supposed to be making contact with. And the guy on the other side is going to blast you. Uh, There is no thoughts of anything except the here and now. And if you don't have the players who have the skills to get to that point before the opposition destroys them, you could have 20 trophies and, and never lost a game in your history, and it has nothing to do with that play. But this loss, what it does, in my opinion, it gives a library to the young guys. Uh, there's some guys here, Harris probably has never lost a game like that in his life, in his college career or his young pro career. Now, weeks from now or maybe a year from now, those young guys uh, look back and say, man, do you remember what happened in that Cincinnati game, the way I felt, what I did that day, how I felt after that? They are now building a library of these types of experiences that hopefully individually will lead them on to not let that happen again. It has to be a personal, you got to get punched in the mouth to know what it's like to get punched in the mouth. 
you can read all you want about it. And Wolf, you know what I'm talking. I mean, I did some boxing. I mean, you got to yeah. get hit in the face to know what it's like to get hit in the face. You can't read about <laughs> it or watch movies, or and you go from there forward. And that there's some good in everything. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not giving up on the guys. I'm not no Pollyanna. I mean, I. I I've been watching these guys and listening to them probably since the late 50s when my dad sat me down in Forbes Field to watch these guys play the bronze. I stood on the sidelines at South Park Fairgrounds right next to Coach Bill Austin watching these guys practice. No one was interested in this team back in those days. But, I mean, with that background, I probably missed listening to or watching Stewart games maybe five times in the last 50 years. I love the guys. And even if they're not going to win their division, as long as they're a factor in who is going to win this division or have the opportunity to knock somebody out of the playoffs, I'll watch them. I'll watch the last game of the year to the last minute of it. And and I I love the game. I love the history of the game. and, And I'll go forward with that. But as far as excuses, it's been, they might not have the manpower, period. But it's up to each one of these guys to experience this loss, and that will be their basis. And three weeks from now, maybe we can look back and say, man, that must have straightened them up to straighten themselves out and move forward. It's not going to be trophies in the showcase back there that does it. It's personal experiences, personally getting hit in the mouth and saying, I don't want that to happen again, and make it not happen again. That's yeah. reasonable. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's absolutely reasonable. And I think, you know, and it wasn't about going against me. You know, it's just I know that there's there's a certain pride factor that all of us have. And as a player, you have to, like you said, look yourself in the, in the mirror and decide that did I give enough? You know, did, did, did I do enough to not necessarily say earn my paycheck type of deal, but did I, did, 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 did I do my part, you know, in this game? Did I give the every ounce of effort? And I think for me, having a great perspective being on the sidelines, which, you know, Wolf also knows about, is that you can see it up close and personal. And because, you know, we've donned that helmet, you know when the effort's there, you know when the effort's not there. You know when when you pull off on a hit versus laying into a hit. Um, and, And when it is, you know, you know what's legal and what's illegal, but you always have to take it to the echo of that whistle. And and that's one of the things that I think I quite we've always done it that type of way where you take it. And I just didn't see that um, as far as their willingness to do that. And that's where I come in and say, you know, I I do draw on history because that's all I could do. I mean, yes. You know, have have I experienced getting beat bad? Absolutely. Now, you know, labs mentioned earlier in 06. Yeah, I remember that Baltimore game where we got shut out 27 zip. Um, in the in, in that affair, I remember that feeling, and you know it was one that even though it, it's something that happened, that's what led us to an eight and eight year um, after winning a Super Bowl. But and we went on two three game losing streaks in that season, mm. uh, Wolf. Uh, and so, you know, there are moments where it's like, hey, if we physically ain't got it, we ain't got it. <clears throat> but don't let it be from the optics version looking like a lack of effort. I'd rather you go down swinging yeah. and fighting and you're not hitting anything, but you're still swinging and, and, and slashing and everything else like a madman in that process. And I can say, you know what? They went down fighting. They were not the better team today. But 
when I see the moments where guys aren't giving that full effort or you're not quite wrapping up on the tackle, that's when it bothers me as a former player because I've been in that situation where it's like no matter what I do, we're not going to win this game, but I'm not going to let myself be the reason why we lost this game, right? I mean, I, I would rather shuck that you off have that somebody pride. else. You have that, that pride to finish yeah, out strong. Pride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the difficulty is it's a team sport, and there's 11 guys, and eight of them, nine of them, six of them can be doing exactly what you say. And when one isn't, it's a team. It's like an engine. I mean, you're you're misfiring, and it's it's frustrating. And the hope is you don't have enough of that to affect the guys that are playing at 110 percent to start saying what's the heck what's the what's the use if the guy behind me uh isn't gonna you know get the guy that got by me because i was held it, that's the problem with a team sport unlike you know golf or tennis or whatever where it's you only or boxing or right it, it's me it's up to me in a team sport you have those variables and it's up to the coaching to keep all 11 guys on the same wavelength and when it's not I just hope it doesn't get to the point where other guys start shrugging their shoulders and saying, what's the use? You know, you don't want it to get to that. And that's that's where your coach comes in, hopefully not to let them get to that point. A lot of good football to come regardless. And, uh, you know, I'll be watching it all. And I'll look forward to maybe when I leave this this phone call, a squeak for me. <laughs> Can you get a squeaker yeah. on the way out for for a man sar- yeah, sarcastic yeah. Where, where, story? Yeah, come, come on, come on, come on, come here, bud. You know, yeah, we, this is come an all encompassing talk show. There you there go. We go. We, <laughs> all right, thank you. That's, yeah, there it is. Yeah, he's going crazy now. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, right. thank you, Sword. Appreciate you so all much. Right. Take, take care. Thanks. Dad. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, the thing about it is, you know, sort of makes some good points. And one of the things I always say is, um, and we're going to go to break after this, but, you know, think about this, Max. You know, one of the things I loved about offensive line, one of the things is that you had two separate scoreboards. One was the team one that's on the Jumbotron, but there's that other one that's the individual one, you and the dude that's standing over you. And that was the allure for me, I think, so much for you and other guys. You know, it's that personal scoreboard, and it doesn't matter the score. It could be up fifty-one nothing. You could be down fifty-one nothing, but the personal yeah. scoreboard is what keeps you playing hard. Oh, absolutely, and especially when you know it, it's quality competition. I mean, you know, I didn't care how bad the game got. I wanted to beat Terrell Suggs. Yeah, I mean that that was that was if Terrell Suggs' sheet was clean, that was my victory. There you the go. Day. Because I could say that, hey, this guy was not the one that, that caused us to lose. <laughs> exactly so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more in the locker room. Here you go. We got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, and we'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, the number is 412-919-1316. We're going back to the phones because Big John from Texas and a guy that knows his brisket when he sees it, he's in the locker room. Hey, Big John, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. The brisket's still good. (laughs) uh, Steeler football's a little tough. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'll just kind of, you know, I guess I kind of remember when I was, during the 80s, it's kind of tough looking at them. But 
uh, it's just weird how every you know we've you know this is a team that won was you know won the first game and lost three and then won another four and then now we've lost three and it's just an up and down season so it's like the roller coaster Indeed. ride we're taking but but uh, and then now you got TJ that's got COVID you know restrictions now and right. You know, if we needed a home game and we needed a win, this is the weekend. So I'm still optimistic. Like you said, I don't know about the turning on the music during practice. I mean, it's it's just, you know, just win. You know, just go out there and put your best effort. And and, uh, remember, like you said, the standard is the standard. And and, I don't know. Wolf and Starks, I mean, what do you – I mean, y'all have encountered these types of – ups and downs throughout y'all's career so i mean what do you what, what's going through some of the guys you know you know i'm still you know we still got to it you know he's still out we still you know we're we're needing a spark from somebody we just waiting for you know see players come out and play you know you can only ask so much from from cam you know i mean i still remember the play he made in san diego i mean well not san diego look los angeles you know he was over here in the you know, engaged on the line, and then he's a, he's making a tackle, you know, towards the goal line. So forty nine point like, six yards down the field. It was the second longest run by a defensive tackle to tackle somebody down the field uh, in the yeah. NFL this year. But that's a, it's a, what you say. That's the effort that it takes, and he's leading by example. What's unfortunate yeah, is that others are not doing the same thing. Yeah, like Sword said, hey, uh, you got six or seven people. I mean, hell, give me. You know, ten, I mean, give me ten more hey, hey cams, and and we're good. We wouldn't be having this conversation or worrying about the effort and you know blaming the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the coach. I mean, it's just like hey, this is this is Steeler football, and you know we're. I mean, we kind of experienced you know the ups and downs, but hey, we've been uh, fortunate to be you know over the last you know since Cower and you know now Tomlin to have the teams we have. So, you know, I'm, I'm, well, we're still, I'm loyal. I'm black and gold until <laughs> I die. And, and yep. uh, just, just what's the name? We hope, you know, we need a win, but it's kind of hard when you don't have the top rusher and, you know, your top rusher is out and against the Ratbirds and we hope they can play another game like we did on, like they did on Sunday. And maybe we can, uh, like, uh, uh, the theme of the, of the, of the day is a uh, squeak one out. oh that was nice nicely done big john you that's the way to you drop the mic that's a drop the mic moment we squeak (laughs) one out oh very good (laughs) all right well y'all have a good one be blessed and uh hey christmas is coming let's Mm -hmm. see if uh november wasn't that good of a month for us let's see if we can change it in december I like that. Way to go. Thank you, Big John. God bless, guys. God bless, brother. Take care. Uh, You know, that was funny. I just, you know, when when you get people that'll come in and, you know, get a little zinger on the way out of the locker room, that's beautiful stuff. That's the way it's meant to be. You got to get one in. I I, I love that. No, that's great. (laughs) All right. So, Max, the Steelers, over the last three games, uh, you know, um, they've given up, what, 586 yards on the ground. I mean, it's literally yeah. coming out to about a buck ninety five point three rush yards um, from the Detroit, L.A. and Cincinnati games. You know, some of the, you know, they they've tried. It's not like they're not 
trying to make some defensive adjustments. I mean, like we said, we saw Cam at nose tackle. We watched and seen where they moved Devin Bush and some rundown blitzes to the outside. Uh, did the same thing with Joe Schobert. Had Joe Schobert up in the line of scrimmage, hitting the A-B gap, that sort of thing. Um, they they packed the blocks, you know, the the box there and, and had some of those rundown blitzes hit home and do, do good. But it not, none of it seems to be of consequence to put uh, an end to the bleeding. Well, and, and now we see another roster move being made today. Um, the Steelers signing Montrevious Adams, who formerly of the Packers and the Saints and uh, spent some time in the preseason with uh, New England, um, trying to bring him in. Big run-stuffing type of guy to see if, if you can get to that. If you can get Cam back to his normal position, you can get a guy who can come in because you need that, that guy who can hold the point. Yep. You know, and Isaiah Bugs, you know, we, we you know, he was a healthy scratch on Sunday. Um sitting on the sidelines that that that's that's telling. Um so you wonder what's going to happen there. Is it a motivator or is it uh is it a see you later? You know, yeah. that, it's kind of it's kind of where it's at right now with with that, but uh this move does beg that question, you know, was it not good enough, you know, to uh to get us there cuz like you said, almost 600 yards in 3 games. You got to stay. You got. You got to plug it somehow. You know. You can't stick the thumb in the hole anymore. You know. Right. And, and expect the water to stop flowing. Teams are going to press you. They're going to try you in the run game because they see it as a weakness. You know. We talk about if you see it once, expect to see it for the next month until you can erase it. Well, you've shown it for three weeks. Expect it the rest of the season. <laughs> expect what the Ratbirds are going to do coming in. I mean, yeah. there's, and there's what, no doubt. And that's what they do well. That's I, Again, I go back to the frustrating part we talked about yesterday. And one of the biggest frustrations that you have, and I, and I understand, look, I, I'm not pie in the sky. I mean, I've been part of some very, really, really lousy teams. We, we, we didn't do well sometimes in the 80s. That 5-11 and 11 and 88 was brutal. You know I mean? We were 1-7 and seven yeah. at the turnaround. But I will say this. You look at that. We were four and four the rest of the way. All right. So yeah. there was there was and there was some growth in that team, and they we actually um, moved forward. Now the funny part was we had so much enthusiasm going towards the end, coming down four and four when you got start off one and seven. That's you know that's a big turnaround, right? That's so when we hit celebrate, yeah, but we hit eighty nine. Everyone's thinking we're ready to go, and then we come out and we. Lay a stink bomb at home with a fifty-one to nothing loss to Cleveland, and then a forty-two to ten loss at Cincinnati. Where, as I said, it's so like uh, the game this past weekend that our tight end got dinged too, Mike Malarkey, just like Pat Fryermuth, yeah. right? I mean, very similar. But here's the here's the key: the third game we stopped the Vikes coming in. The Vikes came in and they had uh, run rough shot over the first two teams. It can be done. They can still do this. This is not. Uh, a team that is unsalvageable. I know there's a lot of questions, and we raise these questions just for the sake of of conversation and everything. But in my mind, you know, um, this is a team that if they are able to grasp the grim reality of what it takes to win, and sometimes, you know, it is that desperation, you know, that inspiration by desperation that comes about, not panic, but inspiration and by desperation, you're, you're being challenged for your job. You know, Isaiah Bugs. What what was the message given to you uh, when you found yourself standing on the, a healthy scratch, and then you bring in a, a young man from the Saints practice squad? All right, the, you know these things. This is what it's about. It's a it's a tough, brutal league. 
Yeah, and that, that's that's what it is. And here's the thing. We, we, imagine how we're acting right now, and we're at 500. We're literally as right. 500 as 500 can get with yeah. an odd number. You know, and, and that's the thing. This is not all hope is not lost. We're not we're not sitting here trying to show you chicken little. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the sky is falling. Nope. But we're saying that, hey, sky's getting a little bit lower. <laughs> you know, t- time is of the essence. You're getting closer to the edge. And that's what the warning. This is the forewarning. Right. That you have a decision to make which direction you're going to fall. Are you going to fall forward or are you going to fall backwards? But you're teetering right now. So what direction do you want to teeter? And I think that's kind of where you have to be inspired that even as bad as that game was on Sunday and as bad as we want to talk about, as bad as everybody feels about it, that game is in the past. Four o'clock yesterday, that was old news. Now it's about how do you do this moving forward. And the fact that you still control your own destiny, you're still in the hunt for things that you want. And that's what we want guys to kind of understand and our fans to understand is that, yes, this was bad, but more importantly, we are in a direction where we still control our fate. We're not praying for somebody else to lose and everything else. We can still go out there and affect our own future right? from this point forward. And that's the biggest thing. There are six games left in this season. And that's crazy to say that you're at 11 and we still have you know the 17th game now. So we stretch fully into January. So December and January matter. And that's what you want to get to. You want to at least be at a point where you're not out of it. Like I said, we're not the Jets. We're not Jacksonville. We're not Houston. We are squarely in the hunt to still get what we desire. Absolutely. And if you need any greater example, it's your own, what, 08 team? You know? I mean, yeah. was it 05? I can't remember which no, it was. No, 05. It was 05. Okay, yeah. You know 05 what? Team. I My dates, yeah. I get them all misconstrued that, sometimes. That, you know, it's one of those okay. crushed fact, synapses in my head. That's okay. <laughs> but the fact that you picked two years that you knew there was a Super Bowl victory. At least, yeah, hey, you, I got that going for company. me. Yeah, you're still I'm, in good uh, company. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we're, we're, we're good. But I think that that's exactly it. I mean, You got hot at the right time of the year. We got hot at the right time of the year, and we knew that after after that we came off of what was that the um, it was the Col- Colts loss. No, no, Colts Chicago, was Baltimore. It was okay, but well, it was Baltimore. We had just lost. Okay, and then we we had and then we were playing Chicago at home. Right after that, right, and that was a game. We was like we had to have every single game after that. Right, and we did, and that Chicago team was a really good Chicago team coming in. They were tops in their division, and they came in. They had the Erlackers of the world, you know. They had they had they had their good squad, and they came in and we served them up a cold dish of victory, and that was my first snow game ever. You really? Know? So was that yeah, your first yeah. snow game? That was my first snow game. That was the first snow game I ever played in, and um, and I just remember that. And Jerome was that powder keg at that moment, running over Erlacher, tiptoeing down the sidelines, and we played a very physical brand of football. So. I mean that that's just and that's a decision that we made mentally. We have to we had to turn the switch and I had a very veteran team at that time and I'm just a young guy. This is my first year starting. Mm-hmm. I don't know any different. I'm just going out there just trying to play. You know, I'm right. I'm, I'm trying I'm right. trying not I'm trying not to be the guy that gets on the Monday tape. And uh and and from that point forward, we made a decision. We had a players only meeting, we made a decision and we were not going to be denied. And it was, and then the rest is history. I mean, think about yeah. it. The two big things I remember that from that game was one was Brett Kiesel on the kickoff and absolutely crushing somebody. 
You know, to see Big Keys with the beard going down there and creaming somebody. And the second yeah. one was Jerome Bettis making a, a hood ornament out of Brian Erlacher, which Erlacher was yeah. a great player. Ain't no doubt about yeah. it. He was fast and everything else. A great line, hitter. Yeah, yeah. But Bussy ran him over that one time on a snowy day. And I can only tell you that, as I've said before, um, if that it, if if somebody if a Yinzer had driven his camouflage covered Jeep out onto the field and, and Erlacher was a deer, he'd have thrown him across the hood and driven off. Because no that's, that was that was roadkill. <laughs> that was exactly. roadkill, man. Hey, hey guys, that's a twelve pointer. Gotta keep that one. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we'll come back with more. We got some more uh, phone calls to do when we get back here, and we'll be right back after these messages. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody. We got four phone calls. We're going right to the phones. We're going to try to bang them out here. All right, let's start off with Ernesto in Long Beach. Ernesto, you're in the locker room. Hello. Hey, how you doing, brother? Good morning, Wolf. Good yeah. morning, Stark. I said, Punch, I still miss him. <laughs> yeah, we all do, brother, and it's it's yeah, no it's slight, you know, and and you know what? Who I'm, knows? I'm sorry, Maybe he sorry. can hear you. <laughs> I know, I know. Sometimes I still think I'm talking to him. I love the way he used to say my name. Um, so I want to bring up a couple of things. You know, uh, Big Ben's time in the pocket. Uh, it seems like uh, Big Ben is just not – he's just not – he doesn't seem comfortable in the pocket, and, and – and, you know, not to bring up other teams, but, you know, watch, you know, just watching Tampa Bay and teams like that. And Tom Brady just seems to have so much time in the pocket and he seems so comfortable and, you know, he's slinging that thing slowly. And I just don't feel like Big Ben is having the same type of, uh, uh, you know, and we have a new offensive line. Everybody there is new, um, you know, so I understand, but. You know, we can't put the blame on Big Ben. You know, a lot of the media wants to put the blame on Ben. Ben is done. So, you know, Ben is going to have bad games with an offensive line that's just this new and, and, and you know, they lack experience. You know, and, um, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And then, um, you know, I want you guys to, since, uh, since you guys are offensive linemen, you know, I, I have to throw it out there. I know you guys don't want to talk about it. So no, much. it's okay. Look, but here's also, what it is. Let me tell you something. When you got young guys yeah. like that, okay, and remember, we're spoiled. We, you know, you got Max here, who was part of the same offensive line for so many years. My back in my day, I came in with Larry Brown, Mike Webster, and John Kolb. So I had the the I was fortunate enough to be blessed to have some mentors that could mentor me that were older and more established. And now you've got these young guys, and part of the problem is you get three steps forward, two steps back, and they have regressed a little bit. But they've also pushed forward in other ways. Okay, so you can't tell me that this is an untalented line. There is talent there. It has to be manifested and put uh, in a way that these guys keep taking step after step forward. And you usually you're going to take some bumps in the road, which they have taken. Yeah, and then another thing, you know, our defense has taken a step down. With uh, you know, we lost a lot of players. You know, due to you know, yes. shows, we didn't have the money to pay them. Stephen Nelson, Mike Hilton, uh, Vinny Williams decided to retire. We lost uh, Tyson Alulu. Yes. Uh, you know, 
And uh, last, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that around last year, around this time, you know, we led the league in sacks, you know. And, right. And, and this defense kept us alive and, and, and kept us going through that 11-0. That defense really did carry us. And, uh, you know, our, you know, I'd hate to admit it, but, you know, this defense has taken a step down. I, I still think we we have enough to win. We've, we've proven that. You know, we took down the Bills. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we could take down another big team and, and, and take down the Ravens. I have um, no doubts. I, just, I don't. That was just it, you know. All right, Ernesto, we got to run yeah. because we got some other callers. But thank you for calling. We appreciate it. I hope you call back, brother. We'll move along to the next one. We got Bishop in Houston. Bishop, welcome to the locker room. I'll make it. Thanks, guys. I'll make it short, quick. So I know we got a lot of callers to go. So, uh, you know, it, it, watching the season is really tough. Uh, uh, and Max, I think I, I, I came to the show late, but I think you may have said something that, about being there on the being on the field and seeing it. I just don't see that. I just don't see that uh, nasty, you know. And I don't know if that's a result of youngness, immaturity, uh, not really having tons of leaders. We've gone through a lot of stuff this year, which a lot of other teams have, whether it be injuries. I mean, we got another one. Not, TJ's not playing because of COVID this week, so the hits just keep on coming. You know, but that's part of the process of a long season. That being said, I just don't see Steeler ball. And when I say that, these guys, it, it may be a result of what you're talking about, Wolf. They're young, and they, it takes time, and we're it, it, it shows. I mean, we're getting pushed around where if you just – effort, you can't you – can't, uh, either have it or you don't. And I don't see a lot of the effort. I love our players, but there's certain guys that I don't think they're 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 used to understanding. Like you can't let a bingle push you around. You got to get back in that face. I don't care. I don't want a penalty. There's no dirty ball. But there were guys just being pushed around this weekend that you would never see. It's almost like the roles are reversed, and we got to get this thing straightened out. The lucky part for us right now is the AFC in whole is wide open. So yes, can we do it? I think we can do it, but it's gonna be a it's gonna take a lot of guys. This player only meeting that needs to happen like yesterday, they need to sit down, look in the mirror, and realize that look, you're not in college anymore. Look, we're all coming from all different places, walks of life, whatever. But you either put that uniform on and represent the way you're supposed to as a Steeler, or your bags are packed and we don't need you here. So that's all I have to say. I love your show. Let's ride this ship. Let's get through it. And like I said, these next three weeks are going to basically uh, define the rest of our season. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, but the, and that comes down to, yes, you have a very new squad that has been coming mm -hmm. together throughout this year, and they've dealt with a lot of injuries as well. I mean, that's the other thing you can't look past. The, 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 the injury bug has hit this squad uh, consistently early and often. And I'm sure that was probably the wrong direction to take all of those, but you get what I mean. I mean, it, it just every time you think you have breathing room, something else you get dealt another blow. And, and it's not to make an excuse for them, but you know, the guys who are in there, the guys who are dressing, you are the 53 best available, and the 45 of you that are going to get picked to start, you've got to make sure that you're in a position to where you can be successful and you've got to determine what that is if it's extra time spent together watching group film that was something that my 018 that's what we had to decide we had to, we, we said you know what we're not getting enough in practice every thursday night 
we're going to go watch film together as an offensive line unit. We're going to invite the running backs there so we can all be on the same page. You know, the 05 team was that players only meeting where we had we had we kicked the coaches out of the meeting and the players only led led that meeting. And we had a conversation amongst ourselves about that ownership. Every team has their different version of that. And so this is the moment where you could say, you know, I would think this would be the moment where I want to I want to institute something along those lines. But that's for that locker room and for those players to decide. But the leaders in that room have to lead from the front. They can't lead from behind. They can't lead by actions now. Now it has to be verbalized because you can go around and just boom that people understand and feel the same way you do. But you but but that's the problem. We we always know what the what the rule of assuming is, right, Wolf? Yes. I don't have to say it. But those first three letters lets you know it's between you and me. When you assume, you have to make sure you verbalize it so that everybody knows where you stand that you have that open door policy as a team. And so that's my hope. That's my wish. I don't know. I'm not allowed in the facility. I can't, I, I don't talk to guys like that. Um, you know, because of, because of everything that's going on right now with our current health climate. But that was something that, that that's my prayer and my wish is that that will happen. But also that, that you see, you see so, something happen on Sunday. That's like, okay, they circled the wagons, right? They fortified themselves. They put themselves in the silo, and they put the, each other back to back, and they said, we're going to march through this together, and we're not going to worry about anything else. It's about the guy to my left and to my right that I'm accountable for. Yeah. I mean, when, when, you, just, when, you, just have, when you have, when you have a, uh, 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 other teams or other members of other teams, and I know that people are going to talk and say what they're going to say, the reality of it is, there is there is something about putting the Steelers uniform on, as you both know. Um, but I can tell you this: that's what draws me to the Steelers. That's what draws right. me to be a huge fan. Is, is is that what you do when you put that uniform on? I, wins and losses they come and go. I get that, but it's how you lose, and I don't like how we're losing. When I say we're a, a, a lot, like you said, a scoreboard is the scoreboard, but. I think there's just is something going on right now, and I know I, I it's, I'm not pointing at coaches. I love Tomlin, um, I love the coaching staff. I don't think it's them. I think it's a it's a personal take that each individual player needs to basically look themselves in the mirror, and there needs to be a lot of accountability. And you know, no doubt, say, have a little have a little self respect, and and Steeler Nation deserves and is owned is is is, is wanting that and and we'll ride or die with you to the end but give it to us in that effort in that that bishop let me give you one thing all right just watch kendrick green okay he gets hey he he blocks people he gets blown up uh he's learning on the job but if you want to see a little bit of uh nasty and a guy who tries to finish that kid you watch him he's fun all right thanks bishop appreciate you man all right, let's roll on here. Let's, let's get Nathaniel in from Los Angeles. Nathaniel, you're in the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Morning. I'm doing. I'm doing great. Just want. Uh, I'm just going to do a little little bit of a history thing with uh, the 1976 Steelers uh, against Cincinnati. That was during that that uh, nine game stretch where we won nine games in a row, five by shutout. Wow! Yeah, just have a have a you know a chance to get into the playoffs, and we we won a game in Cincinnati, seven to six. Yep. In a in a, in a snowstorm. So, and then another 
Cincinnati moment. <clears throat> Sometime around 1980, 79, 80, after, the, after our last Super Bowl with the Rams, mm-hmm. we lost. Cincinnati won two games that year, and and both of those games were against us. They won they won two games the whole season. Yep. And both of those games were against us. So we got a lot of history with Cincinnati, and you know, I mean, they they got it this this time around. So you know, there'll be another you know opportunity for us with them. But this team moving forward, you know, like I said, I've been I've been a Steeler fan all my life, and always will be. And I'm not going to jump ship at any given time on these guys. I have faith that you know we're going to we're going to get it turned around. Um, I didn't like you know the way we lost on Sunday. Right. Um, it was it was it was it was it's tough to take. You know. Very much so. I mean, you know, You're right when on. You, when you love your team. Yeah, and, you know, and, and let me tell you this, Nathaniel. Did you hear the guys come out and take ownership of it afterwards? You know, that's the thing I appreciated. There was no sugarcoating it. There was no trying to put lipsticks on a pig because one thing for sure, that's an ugly pig. All right? So that's the way it went. That's the way it goes. But I like the fact that these guys, you know, came out and took ownership. Yeah, that's personal responsibility. That's that's what you need. Now let's 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 take that to the to the field and you know, and take that against, you know, against the Ravens. We may lose but we're not going to go down, you know, just standing around. We're going to go down with a fight. So Absolutely. They, they've been in a battle. Absolutely. And you got to believe, yes. if you're a fan, Max, you know this too, but we're fans now. All right, but you, you still got to yeah. believe, all right? Appreciate you. Nathaniel, thank you so much. CR1, we're going to have to catch you tomorrow, guys. We're, we're running out of time here. But, Max, what do you got left for today? Besides running oh, after I, your dog with the squeaker. I know, I know. Well, I got the Pac-12 championship game coming up this weekend. Well, actually, Friday, um, Oregon, Utah. So I'm working on that. I've got my SEC podcast to talk about the aftermath and college football rankings. So yeah, so I've, I've got I've got a couple of things still left on the plate, plus my Fiesta Bowl duties. So it's a busy day, busy day in the Starks <laughs> household, and also squeaker toy uh, duty. <laughs> yeah, you know that that was just funny. And I thought it was so funny when yeah. when Sword said, you know, I like to squeak. <laughs> Give him a squeak exactly. on the I way need, out. I need, I, need, I, need, yeah, I need a squeak on the way out. No, no, <laughs> that, that was awesome. And, and of course, Oakley, all, always the one to want to want to you know serve and and, and be on display. He went and gave the squeak. I mean, it, it was it was it was poetic. It was beautiful. There was something <laughs> beautiful and poetic about the fact that he serenaded us with little squeakages. You know, I mean, that's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah. That's All right. his instrument. That's his instrument. <laughs> He's going to make a joyful noise. <laughs> that, that indeed he does. All right, we want to thank everybody for joining in again, CR and, and Juan. Sorry about that. Uh, we got to roll ahead here. Stay tuned for the Mike Tomlin press conference. That's coming up. I got to imagine. You got to imagine it's not going to be a real, real happy Mike Tomlin. So we'll see you tomorrow, Max. We'll see Don't you tomorrow, so. my friend. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs>